This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's 5 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? what? It is time for the Falcons Report. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report. Oh! Oh, my heavens. On Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, hey man. man. We are talking about Bill Belichick continuing to meet with our Atlanta Falcons. And there is another twist to this story as we get into the 5 o'clock hour, guys. And you have to wait to hear what Ben Volan from the Boston Globe had to say about Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. It is fascinating. Mm. And we hope it opens up your eyes to some other things that we've been talking about. It is on the way this hour. This hour is brought to you by all four season doors or all four season garage and entry doors here on Dukes and Bell as we are live at Gas South Arena. And, Mike, before we get into uh, the Falcons and what's going on, the fact that our beer is here is really cool. And thanks to Gas South Arena, uh, the Gladiators are playing tonight. If you are coming down, they play tomorrow night as well as they'll drop the puck at 730 here tonight. But just to know that you can come to Gas South Arena if you're right. coming for an event and have an ice cold Hey Man L. Yeah, man. And again, great product, great energy down here. We talked to Anson Carter, one of the owners in the ownership group earlier. I got a chance off the air to talk with Derek Nesbitt, who's the head coach. We're talking about the old days of the Thrashers. And uh, man, if you want to come down, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff here, guys. So if you love hockey and uh, again we all do especially us thrasher fans some great young guys and we're going to talk to one of them coming up in the six o'clock hour so we're going to be here today and hey man ale so come grab one to watch some hockey tonight up here in Gwinnett all right here's the twist before we get into the Belichick stuff Kirk Cousins did an interview last night where he said he would love the opportunity to play for Bill Belichick which had a lot of people connecting the dots well let's connect some more and thanks to our friend Maria Martin who does tv in this market she says that Kirk Cousins and his wife got married in Roswell that his wife's a UGA grad and an Alpharetta native, Mike. Hello. Does this mean that he comes and plays for the Falcons? <laughs> no, but it means that yeah. it makes it a lot easier sell for your wife when you're saying, hey, let's go play for Bill Belichick in Atlanta. I mean, wherever Kirk Cousins goes, he's probably going to get 35 to $40 million. So, I mean, that doesn't matter where your wife went to high school or college, but that was certainly a nice selling point. And the point uh, of the article that I took, and I tweeted it last night, was, you know, I'd love to play for Bill Belichick. You know, talking about his reputation, obviously his legacy. So the idea immediately gets a lot of, and it's not, like, it's human nature, Carl. People's wheels start spinning. Belichick comes here. It's going to be a quick turnaround. He's not going to wait for a quarterback to develop, even if he gets it right in the draft. You can get one out of the barrel. In this case, a guy who throws for 30 touchdowns every year he dresses out in Kirk Cousins. 
guys immediately hear Kirk Cousins and they go, well, the injury. Yeah, Achilles, right? That's right. So that's one that's you know, difficult to bounce back from. But he's not a mobile quarterback, as it were. I saw Marino have – he was the comeback player of the year after an Achilles, Carl, back in 1994. So we know how dudes come back from – we spoke to, spoke to Brad Guzan about it the other day. A lot of Falcon fans are lukewarm because he's an older quarterback. Well, Michael Penix has had knee surgeries. Jaden Daniels, some guys say they worry about his – I'm giving you the negative, the glass half empty. He's too slight to play in the NFL. I'm telling you, Belichick is not here to develop a rookie quarterback. He's going to get here, Carl. It's going to be a drive-by championship. <laughs> you thought what Brady did was impressive? That's what I think Belichick, if he does come here, would be trying to do. And we can guess. We can do some guesswork about some of the other things. And if you do go with Kirk, if you do go with Kirk Cousins, <laughs> then you can draft anybody. You can draft, you know, the the, the lineman from Bama. You could draft uh, Jared Verse. There's sure. a million defensive linemen which now are in play in that you know sort of like eight to ten or wherever we pick. All right. With that said, that's one thing that we're taking a look at. Um, the other thing we have to share with you, and more Belichick conversation coming up. And by the way, nothing has been no. confirmed. Okay, we are simply telling you. It seems like this is the motion of the ocean. This is where it's headed, okay? Nothing is confirmed. But with more meetings, the Falcons do have more interviews coming up this weekend, all right? Um, One of them with Aaron Glenn. They're going to talk to a bunch of other people. We told you guys that's the case. But it doesn't mean that this ultimately doesn't happen. So, with that said, the other thing we got to talk about, Mike, is our buddy Michael Rothstein today put out an article, and people are freaking out saying, oh, my God, basically confirming that Kyle Pitts was not 100%. Which we told you all season as best we could. We knew a lot about this, and it doesn't matter now because the season's over and we're going to have a new coach. But there are certain things, and I always tell you, who do you know? I ask you guys all the time, who do you know, who do you talk to, okay, Um, that we could not convey to you guys. One, the integrity. Two, betting. There's a lot of reasons why we just couldn't come out and say, yo, Kyle is not going to be doing a whole lot. But the fact of the matter is when he put that tweet out at the end of the season and he was saying, I'm thankful getting past this injury. So Michael Rothstein confirms that, Mike. And, and I think the bigger question is now that it's out and everybody's right. talking, oh, well, Pitts, he, wasn't, he was hurt. Well, we learned it was two MCLs, not just one. We Correct. Did, we did, that was public knowledge, but we had heard. Well, he put it out yeah, there. But we had heard, and again, tried to give you some in between the lines on the air that he was not 100%, and next year will be what he likes to think of. Well, number one, regardless of what you thought of this year, next year is basically a contract year, the fifth-year option and more for him getting picked up by how he balls out next year. Do you give him leeway with what we now know? Yes and yes and no. I think when you're on the field, there's an expectation. Just like with, uh, I agree. you know, we talked about with uh, with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was able to do a lot of things. Just some things schematically were not set up for him to succeed in that game against Tampa Bay. But you expect him once you're dressing to do your job. And I just thought there were th- some things where, you know, we talked about it like uh, laying out for routes and, and completing some of the routes and things. Some of those things, I still think there could have been more effort regardless of the injury. But you know, only the film and the guys who were knowing where he's supposed to be on the field in that role would know for sure. I had a conversation with with one of the coaches about this uh, on the staff last season. None of these guys, I think, are going to be back because the new guy is going to bring in his own team and and his own staff. But the the conversation was, Mike, if he's hurt, then don't play him. And the coach responded to me saying, we have to. Because when you draft a guy as high as he is and he's considered to be healthy and you see him on the practice field, the impression is what's going on? Are they holding him out? Are they sandbagging this guy? We have to play him. So, Mike, he was more – basically a a, a disguise right this year than anything else. That's what the numbers bear out. He was out there because teams had to say, oh, there's eight. Got to account for him. We got to account for him. But he was basically out there disguised 
for other guys to, to make plays. That's why John o. Smith had the season he had. Right. Well, that's another thing. But remember, I asked Arthur Smith when he was still head coach, I was like, why, if, if you can't get Kyle Pitts to block like you need him to, why are you asking him to block? There was no way to scheme him open even at 90% or 70%. So that's the thing. I, like, I appreciate Pitts being honest with us, and it's a, great, it's a good article from Michael Rothstein, but we kind of knew that he was not right. You know, but at some point we thought by December, by November, December, he was better and was looking to be more above. Then you think he kind of popped a little bit more. Yep. The targets were still down. You know, his usage rate was woefully shy of a guy drafted fourth overall. But for guys out there, and I get it, you guys think we're picking on pits. Injuries are part of football. If you can't play 100%, that's part of the total package of how you're evaluated. Everybody, any position. So hopefully he does bounce back next year. I'm curious to see what that delivery system could be. I could imagine if a healthy Kyle Pitts, another wide receiver picked up through free agency or the draft, along with what we've got with Drake and Bijan, the way it should have looked last year, it will look that way if you get a veteran quarterback in here that knows what he's doing. 404-726-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. It's Dukes and Bell. Follow Mike. He's Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put Him Up. See Dukes and this radio show. Dukes and Bell, 929. Follow the radio station at 929 The Game. Stay up on everything that's going on as we are talking about the latest with the Falcons, guys. And as we go into the weekend, you will see reports about them concluding interviews with certain guys. Again, no hires. I'm telling you right now, will be made until next week. Okay? They just can't. Rules, rules, rules. With that said, we'll see where it goes, Mike. I'm glad they're talking to more guys, and we knew that they would. Right. But Mike's assumption, and it has been all day, and we've had a lot of fun with it, but the fact is Mike says, listen, nobody else is talking to Belichick except us. Right. I mean, guys, there's no, there's nothing in pro football talk. There's nothing on NFL.com that says the commanders are bringing Bill Belichick in, which everyone said would be a natural fit from his time in Annapolis and loves the area, blah, blah, blah. Then there's nothing out there about him going out to at least – if you're the Chargers, when you kick the tires on Belichick, it seems like they're locked in on Harbaugh. They've already taken care of their Rooney Rule compliance. So once we have – and I think, you know, it's it's good to interview and give young guys a chance to get the interview process and experience under their belt for their next opportunity. But I just think anything you see now, guys, in my mind, in my opinion, not fact, again, opinion, Belichick is going to be our next head coach. All right, coming up, guys, what's going to happen in the NFL playoffs? And then our conversation with Ben Volan, what are we getting if it actually happens in Atlanta with Belichick coming to the ATL? He lays out everything and maybe some things you guys did not know the dynamic between him and Kraft right the last few seasons it's on the way in 30 minutes but when we come back we're talking nfl playoffs on sports radio 92.9 the game this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Is brought to you by John Foyt Associates Personal Injury Law. Couple of things we need to update you on. It's Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, live at the uh, Gas South Arena right, where the Gladiators will play tonight. Atlanta Gladiators. Uh, and you can get a nice cold Hey Man L. Aaron Glenn, his interview is complete with the Falcons. Okay, we've gotten word. So Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions, has interviewed, and that is complete. They are also going to talk to Bill's offensive coordinator, Joe Brady. And Joe Brady's a guy that was, I mean, talk about a, a difficult job being thrown in the midseason to an offense that was obviously not working when, uh, was it, uh, who, who replaced Dable? Is it Dorsey? Yes. That was not getting the job done. And Joe Brady, and we've heard this reported, you know, kind of simplified some of the things, taking some of the pressure off of Josh Allen, asking him to do a little bit less. And then the running plays kind of develop off of that. And just obviously they've been running uh, like a lot more than they were in the first half of the season. Anyway, he fixed it. Just like he fixed the, he the, the LSU National Championship by, you know, helping Joe Burrow get to the title and uh, and Coach Joe being smart enough to bring him in. So, yeah, I mean, it, it would be – I love the hire. I love, love – sorry, I love that interview. I can't wait to hear – they were supposed to talk today with uh, – with, was it Ben Johnson from oh, – oh, I'm forgetting uh, – from the from the Lions. Yeah, I, I thought they were scheduled on Friday. I don't know if that's – I haven't seen anything from the Falcons' website or their social media on that, Carl, but that's a guy I would love to hear them talk to just based on what he was doing with the Detroit Lions offense last few years. Well, he's been the most creative coordinator outside of the Shanahan LaFleur group, okay? Right. Outside of that, and, and he's doing so many different things with that, that Lions offense. The point we're making, guys, is as much as we're talking about Belichick, they're still going through the process. And this is why I've said they're not going to do this a hire, official hire, until either next week sometime at the earliest, but it may be beyond that. We will keep you updated on all of these interviews and potentially what else is happening as we move forward through the weekend. And just real quick, uh, we were talking off the air about this. I mean, look, you know, right now there's enough buzz and there's enough certainly media coverage out there where it sounds like Arthur Blank has, has made a pretty, pretty strong run at Bill Belichick. Now, Belichick has still not been linked to any other team out there so why hasn't he been hired that's the question carl and i were just cutting it up to off the air are there certain demands that belichick's making that the organization is not willing to acquiesce to as far as personnel or maybe some of the staffing things that maybe they've maybe they've hashed around he flew in last night had dinner with arthur blank and i presume mckay and uh, and terry fontenot yeah mike my, my only thing about this is uh one we don't know if the job was offered but let's just say they got to that point the only reason you're ever 50 50 on any job okay and if you may have gone through this in your in your career, uh, no matter what your career field is, is you're not getting everything you want. Right. That's it. The, if you're getting everything you want, you're not 50-50. You're all in. And so when you hear the rumors, we don't start them, we just talk about them once they're out, that, hey, he may be 50-50. I've said all along this is his job if he wants it. But I've also said I don't want to be second fiddle. And what that means is I'm going to go explore all these other opportunities out there, and if those don't fit me, then I'll come back to you guys and I'll take the but job. But there are no other opportunities he's linked to. There's none. 
It's if, Bill Belichick. Yeah, well, who's he talking to? It's Bill Belichick. So, again, in America in 2024, where nobody can keep a secret if Belichick was talking to any team, the Chargers, the Commanders, obviously Jerry Jones took the Cowboys out of the loop by deciding to run that nonsense back for another year. We're going to see. Uh, Falcons continue to interview. Let's talk about the playoffs, Mike, and what's going on. The road to the big game. C.J. Stroud ranked the number one rookie Oof. by ESPN. Rolls into the playoffs to take on the Ravens. They lead the league in sacks. This is going to be a fun game to watch. Or They played earlier this year, but i got to tell you guys, that was 20 weeks ago. Two different teams, all right? But this kid, Mike, threw for over 4,100 yards, 23 touchdowns, five interceptions. He had three rushing touchdowns. That's not it for me, Mike. The thing for me is this kid makes big throws when it matters right. most. I mean, he's making big plays, and I know that like once you get into this, you're this close to the Super Bowl, no one cares if you're a rookie and no one cares what the expectation level was. you got to go win this game, especially when you think about – I don't know how Lamar Jackson processes what's been written and said about him over the years. He's got to go through and do his job. He's got you a new think he buys in any, any of that? No, I mean, do like, you think Lamar Jackson goes, oh, man, they think I'm a joker. i got to do – you go play the game. You, you do your job. But there are, again, the media can do all the other ancillary nonsense and, and, co- and cook it up. But just like with Matt Ryan early in his career, start, that starts to add up that you don't win the playoffs. So I think they're in a great position. The defense is lights out. Ben McDonald's defense, the Michigan defense we talked about, he's kicking butt. So they're going to throw some looks, I would imagine, to C.J. Stroud. Yeah, obviously, you don't let Nico Collins beat you, right? No, he's their go-to guy. M- Mike McDonald is the defense What did I say? Ben McDonald. Yeah. His cousin Ben, too. That guy's well, really good. Well, we like Ben Johnson. Right. We've been talking about all these coordinators. Right. They're all, you know. We're, they're Mike all these McDonald guys. is the defensive coordinator yeah. who came from Michigan. That's what Michigan Correct. was using. They called it the Ravens defense. Yeah. Uh, so, and Jesse Minter is there who worked with the Ravens for four years getting back to Michigan, that's the whole tie-in. Either way, I'm with you. I I think when you look at this game and you go, Lamar, is he fearful of failure? No. You've been the best dude all year. Just go out and do that and do what you do. I will say this, though. Everybody who's going to watch this game, if you think Lamar Jackson is going to run for 250 yards, he might, but that's not what he's trying to do. Mike, he hasn't done that all season. He hasn't been a guy that's looking to run for a buck 50. He's trying to deliver the ball down the field, get his guys involved. The run game's been great. The defense is good. I just think the Ravens are going to be too much. But the game that I think is most interesting, obviously, is the Bills and Chiefs. Because if the Bills don't get it done, you've said this at the beginning of the season, was their window over? Mm. Was this thing going to come to an end when you talk about five years of almost getting there? Josh Allen, an MVP candidate. He's good enough. They're good enough. You lose at home. What's that say? What what does that do for the Bills organization who right. can't get past the Chiefs? No, and the one thing about Buffalo, they've this is what they've been shooting for for like the last four years. I said when you saw it last year when they lost, and remember they almost lost to the Dolphins, and I said that's it. They've missed their window. I thought that Brian Dable was the secret sauce. They bring Joe Brady in. We've already talked about that. But you got to say you finally got him on your turf. The only thing, and you were talking about this off the air, Buffalo is really banged up. Yes, Bills they are. are really banged up defensively. Yeah, and again, Vaughn Miller never showed up because he's always in trouble, and then you throwing some of these other injuries on top you know so you know that's you just don't have all of your weapons to take care of most you just i'm not saying if you're buffalo you just assume the chiefs are gonna be dropping the ball like the hot potato but the chiefs you know like for instance uh was it rishi the kid who made the, uh, over 100 yards receiving last week is he also dropped a lot of passes like everybody else on the chiefs is he gonna build off what he did against miami or is he gonna kelsey had a bunch of drops in the, in the dolphins did. playoff game he which did. no one really talked about yeah so if, if kansas city does their job yes patrick mahomes can find a way but it is also kind of interesting that he's never, ever played a playoff game on the road, let alone in Buffalo. It's incredible. I mean, to come into the, to the league, right, to dominate as he has, and, and if I told you, by the way, every playoff game has been at his stadium. It's just unbelievable. Right. And then you go to these Super Bowls and they're neutral sites and he's balled out. 
But with that said, that that game has got us intrigued. We're talking about the NFL playoffs, guys. Road to the big game. We've got you covered, by the way, right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We've got all the games all weekend. Uh, Saturday's games are going to be on WAOK. Sunday's right. games will be right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And by the way, I was just, we were just talking real quick to double down on the Ravens. I, didn't, I was trying to get the numbers right. Uh, Lamar Jackson rushed for 821 yards this season. So he's still doing quietly, what Quietly, though. Quietly. I mean, he's still doing what he's It's not like the MVP season, but you're right. Munkin's kind of picking his spots. Of all the upsets, who's the most likely? You would argue just for the point spread, Kansas City. But what about the Bucks? You give the Bucks a fighting chance in Motown? They're playing with confidence, man. Here's what's crazy, and we saw these guys. Do you guys realize? I know you do, Atlanta. They came here literally four weeks ago, right? We had them beat, yeah. <laughs> and we blew it. Right. We let Baker Mayfield get hot at the end of the game. He goes down, whoop, 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 ends the game, and they go on a nice little run. And all of a sudden now, they are literally a game from the NFC Championship. But I'll say this. It's all about Baker. He played great last week, Mike. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. His quarterback rating was terrific. He made all the right decisions. I just believe it gets back to the quarterback. Do you believe that Jared Goff is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield? Yes. I do, too. More and, consistent and then, and, and as he me, is now. That's where, yeah. I, that's where I'm at. Now, Baker may surprise us, and, you know, he's going in there with all this swag because I guess the lines were popping off this week about how he played in week – I guess it was week one or week two, whatever right. it was. They lost that game. I think there was like 20 to 9 or something of that nature. I, I just don't feel like the Bucks are going to be. And by the way, blitz Jared Goff like you did last week. Right. And now, see what happens. Lions beat him 20 to 6. Uh, Tampa Bay completely stymied the uh, Lions run game. They only rushed 440 yards in that game. But they also shut down Baker Mayfield completely. Baker with uh, 206 yards and one uh, pick. They only sacked him once, but they took away what he was trying to do. So that was when the the uh, the, the uh, Bucks were struggling. They were three and two at that point. Lions were five and one. So that's how long ago that game was. Aaron Glenn, who just interviewed for the Falcons, defensive coordinator for the Lions. He was the guy doing that. Right. He was the guy last week with the Rams. We'll see what they do. And I think we all agree the 49ers are going to end the Jordan Love magic this year, this week. I do. I feel like yeah. it. But it'll be fun to watch. Coming up, our conversation with Ben Bolin, Boston Globe. He's covered the Patriots for many years, knows Bill Belichick intimately. Wait until you hear what he had to say, guys. Mm. Wow. It may open up your eyes. It's Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device, credit, service, ported, 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Voice to the Lombardi Trophy. It's the road to the big game on Dukes and Bell. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. 
got people freaking out, Mike. You got people freaking out when the biggest radio show in Atlanta says it's happening. You've got people freaking out. I'm more concerned as Steak Shapiro is from the uh, from the steakhouse. Where they have dinner again? This uh, that's another meeting face to face. Was it at Chops? Were they downstairs at Bones? I need some privacy. Were they the club room at Chops? Oh, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. Wherever they were, whoever saw them last night, let us yeah. know. You give hey. us a you know, little spy reporter where Belichick was throwing down with Arthur and Rich, and and I guess Terry got to sit at the big table. Okay, would you stop it? Hey, let's talk to our man Ben Volan. He is senior NFL writer at the Boston Globe. Ben, it's good to have you on. I enjoy your work. I read you. I have to ask this question because Falcon fans here are, uh, and I really I do mean that. They're kind of freaking out. What, what are we getting in Bill Belichick? I, we know what the record is. We know the championships. What are we getting? The guy that you've covered over the last X amount of years, what is it that we're getting? I'd say you're getting a guy who's going to bring stability to the organization. The, the Falcons uh, have kind of cycled through a few head coaches now over the last decade or so, you know, since Dan Quinn and um, haven't found the right mix yet. And I think, look, Belichick's not going to be in it for the long haul. He's not going to be there for the next 10 years. But this is a guy who's obviously been there, done that. There's nothing that could possibly come up uh, for the Falcons next year that Belichick hasn't already handled and dealt with. And so you're just going to have a, a professional coach, N- not to say that, uh, you know, not to speak ill of the, the last few guys that have come through there, but Belichick's just going to bring so much stability to that organization. And as long as they can find a quarterback, um, I, I think the Falcons are going to be in good shape. You know, I think what we saw here with the Patriots the last few years is you could have the best coach in the world, but if you don't have the talent, it doesn't really matter. Um, so I think the Falcons have much better talent than what the Patriots were dealing with. Bill Belichick, you know, was the one responsible for that here in New England. He doesn't have to worry as much about picking the players in Atlanta. He's still, a, a, I think, a pretty good uh, game day coach overall. And like I said, we'll just bring a lot of stability uh, and, and like pedigree uh, to the organization that hasn't had much the last few years. Ben Volan with us, guys, a senior NFL writer at the Boston Globe here on the WaitFord.com hotline. Ben, no one you know can disagree with obviously you know if not the, he's the greatest of all time. I mean, you put him up there with you know take your pick. But the last couple of years, the things looking from Atlanta, you know, obviously from looking from a thousand miles away, it's like when you put Matt Patricia in there as as an OC, that looks like what the heck's going on? And the way that Mac Jones didn't develop, walk us through what happened through all that. Yeah, so the the Patriots lost Josh McDaniels two years ago, and Belichick kind of in a non-traditional move he, he just elevated Matt Patricia uh, to the head of the offense they didn't name him the coordinators so they didn't have to go through the Rooney role but Matt Patricia was essentially the offensive coordinator two years ago and I, I gotta be honest I think the narrative uh, the rail was completely unfair to Matt Patricia it was not the best situation for the Patriots but it wasn't nearly as bad as I think people make it out to be and Frankly, I put the blame mostly on the players and on Mac Jones for it not working. I mean, like I said in the last response, the NFL is a player's league, and Matt Patricia, would I think, would have been a much better coordinator if Mac Jones were a better quarterback. And, you know, we saw it this year. <laughs> uh, you know, Bill O'Brien comes in. He's kind of forced upon Bill Belichick. You know, the owner demands that Bill O'Brien comes in. It was even worse. I mean, the, the offense was miles worse than it was last year under Matt Patricia. So, um, I think if you're Belichick, you can. What you're say, saying to Arthur Blank right now is, yeah, you know, the last few years weren't good, and obviously this year wasn't good, but it's because my owner started meddling too much. My owner wouldn't let me trade Mac Jones, which is true. My owner forced me to bring in a new offensive coordinator, and you know, did this succession thing with Gerard Mayo that 
split the coaching staff and split loyalties and like the, the dysfunction of the last you know couple of years is more on the owner than Bill Belichick. I'm not saying I necessarily agree with that totally, but I do think that the owner kind of brought on a lot of the dysfunction from the last couple of years. And then look, obviously Belichick, his draft record hasn't been very good free agency. They haven't found too many hits so far. Um, I think a lot of that can also be attributed to he, he's lost his allies. He lost Ernie Adams and Dante Scarnecchia and even Matt Patricia and Josh McDaniels and Joe Judge and all these guys had different jobs the last few years. And it's hard to keep replacing you know all that talent in the front office and the coaching staff. It seems like by all accounts, if Belichick does get this Atlanta job, he is going to be getting the band back together to some extent, you know, McDaniels and Patricia and Judge and some of those guys. And I think if you're Belichick, you say, look, as long as you don't meddle the way that Robert Kraft meddled the last few years, we'll be fine. That, mm. I hope you heard what Ben Volan just said. That's all news to us, Ben. Because yeah. this is something we've been talking about. Ben is in Boston, guys. He uh, writes for the Boston Globe, senior NFL writer. Very revealing right there about what's been going on with Belichick. Now, let me ask you about, about Josh McDaniels. You say he may get the band back together, and I've been adamant about give me something new. Show me you're willing to take in some new ideas. Why is McDaniels, every time he's left the farm, not had success? But then when he's with Belichick, it seems like he's the best or one of the best offensive coordinators in the league. Yeah, and and this is another one where I might – my answer is a little bit different from the narrative. And, look, maybe I'm just a big Josh McDaniels homer and some big Belichick homer, but I think McDaniels got a little bit of a raw deal in Vegas. Um now everything you know, everything that happened in Denver over a decade ago, he brought that on himself, and uh, even he admits he could have handled things a lot better. But in Vegas, you know, Mark Daniels hires him. Mark, excuse me, Mark Davis hired McDaniels, and it goes over like a wet fart in the locker room. No one wanted McDaniels; they wanted their guy, Rich Bisaccia. Mark Davis completely misread the room, or didn't care, and and said, "We're bringing in this, you know, these Patriot guys." Who, I mean, every fan base basically hates the Patriots, so that's already strike one against McDaniels. You know, they go a year and a half. They switch quarterbacks. Like there's, they're just you know bringing in their guys and starting to get their program going. When all of a sudden Mark Davis decides this year that oh now I'm going to start listening to my players and they don't like McDaniel's. Okay, well we're going to listen to them now. And so he he cans McDaniel's you know eight games into the season, which you know I don't think he was really given enough time to really get his program off the ground there in Vegas. I think he's a very good quarterback coach, a very good offensive coordinator. Might be one of these guys who's a better coordinator than a head coach. Um, you know, I think if obviously everyone in New England, you say, well, Tom Brady was the reason for their success, and that is definitely true. But Josh McDaniels over the years, you know, got an 11 and five season out of Matt Castle, who had barely played any football in college or the NFL, and he did, he got a 10 and seven season out of a rookie Matt Jones, which I think was a good accomplishment, and he did some good things with Cam Newton. And he's done some things with Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, here in New England and with Jarrett Stidham. And it's like he's worked with old quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, pocket quarterbacks, mobile quarterbacks. I think McDaniels is an excellent quarterbacks coach and offensive coach. And I, if I'm the Patriots, he'd be the guy I would want because the Patriots are looking at most likely drafting a, a quarterback and, and, you know, going starting fresh at that position. If I'm the Patriots, McDaniels would be the guy I want, but – it seems like he's a little more tethered to Belichick uh, than he would be to coming back for Gerard Mayo. But I think McDaniels is an excellent coach. And uh, another bonus for whoever hires him, you don't really have to worry about him leaving for a head coaching job. 
<laughs> no, yeah, his, his brand is pretty much mush right now. Ben Volan from the Boston Globe, but you're giving us some, some background, some, giving us some great intel, guys. Uh, what about, you know, the, you mentioned the personnel. You know, we, we talked about had not drafted a guy that would go on to the Pro Bowl, but just one since uh, going back to, and that was 2013. So would Belichick demand personnel control in your guesstimation coming here to Atlanta because he still thinks he can do it? Or would he be willing to cede some of that to our, our general manager? My hunch is that he would want to have at least some synergy with the front office. If if they you know don't move on from Terry Fontenot, I would think that Belichick would maybe want Matt Patricia in some sort of front office role, or um, you know just someone he's worked with in the past. Maybe a Scott Pioli. Maybe bring him back to the Falcons. I, I don't know if necessarily this person would be in charge, but I, I think at least Belichick would probably want a liaison in the front office, someone that he's a little bit more comfortable with. I don't think he necessarily wants full personnel control. Um, it, it certainly didn't end well for him uh, here in New England. And I don't know if he wants all that responsibility, um, but but my hunch, you know, it might be tough for him to take a job where he's completely unfamiliar with, with the people working in the front office. So I imagine that's what he and Arthur Blank are kind of hashing out uh, right now or whenever they're meeting is exactly how the front office is going to look and, what the role is for people there versus people that Belichick wants to bring in. Ben, we were just talking about the Raiders. I want to mention this because it's just coming down, and that is they are working to finalize a deal to hire Antonio Pierce as their head coach. He was the interim. They went 5-4. and four. They went on the road. They beat the Chiefs. And, and to your point about Mark Davis not listening to his players, he is listening to them about this guy. And mm-hmm. so – it's, that's going to happen, guys, and it looks like another hire is going to be happening in the NFL. Uh, ben, before we let you go, and, and I'm just curious, you know, you talk about the meddling with, with Kraft. What was the relationship at the end? We saw a lot of hugging and kissing at the, yeah. the presser, you know, last week when, when they parted ways. What was the relationship at the end? Because here we feel like we've had an owner who's been desperate and has meddled at times and gotten involved in some things that maybe he should not have. What was the end like for Belichick and Kraft, and does that matter as he maybe makes his way here to Atlanta? Yeah, I think the smiles and hugs at that press conference at the end, I, I think Robert Kraft probably bought that from Belichick with whatever massive buyout check that, that he gave the coach on his way out the door. Um, Belichick, <laughs> to his credit, play, he played along, and, and he said all the right things, but noticeably they, they didn't take any questions at that press conference. They literally just read statements and, and right. walked off. Uh, it was not a good relationship at the end. You, sh- you guys should read this article that Seth Wickersham has on ESPN.com. It came out last Friday, I think. It's all about the relationship between Robert Kraft, his son Jonathan Kraft, Belichick. It, it definitely had deteriorated by the end. There was a lot of finger-pointing, especially over Tom Brady. You know, he goes and wins the Super Bowl his first year in Tampa. And I think there's a lot of blame-shifting going on. You know, Krafts want to dump it all on Belichick. You know, I think the Crafts definitely played a role. You know, if Belichick may have been driving the decision to get rid of Brady, but Kraft certainly uh, signed off on it. And so I'll give Kraft credit. He gave Belichick the latitude to do things like make Matt Patricia his offensive coordinator and to go out and spend a lot of money in, in free agency in 2021 for guys like Matthew Judon and Hunter Henry and Nelson Aguilar. Um, at the same time, though, I mean, there were major organizational decisions that Robert Kraft definitely stepped on Belichick's toes. It actually started like, well, it started with the Jimmy Garoppolo trade six or seven years ago now, where Bill Belichick and that was forced by Kraft. Yes, I mean Kraft had made it abundantly clear that Jimmy Garoppolo, once his contract uh, was up after that season, 
would no longer be a Patriot, that the franchise tag was off off the table, uh, and that Brady would be the guy. So, look, I, I understand that decision, and Belichick, you know, he didn't, he didn't really try to develop a quarterback after Garoppolo, and that was one of his big failings. It's like he had this whole succession plan lined up, Kraft scuttled it, and Belichick didn't try again, and that has led to the quarterback issues that they have here. But, you know, Kraft stepped in when Josh McDaniels was about to leave to become the Colts head coach. That wasn't a Belichick decision. That was Kraft who decided to bring McDaniels back. Uh, Kraft was the one who was the driving force behind Bill O'Brien coming last year. Kraft was the one who decided to keep Gerard Mayo off the uh, head coaching market and to give him a title and a succession plan, which created all sorts of issues inside the coaching staff this year. Guys showing resentment to Gerard Mayo. He was walking around very cockily while all these other guys are worried about their jobs. It was, it was a mess inside the Patriots building this year. And Belichick, did a pretty good job of presenting as if he still had everything under control, but it was definitely spiraling out of, out of his control the last year or so. Um, so the, the crafts were clearly looking like they, they really like boxed him out. You know, they brought in O'Brien, they brought in Gerard Mayo everywhere. Belichick looked, there were guys, you know, looking to, to, to come for his job. It all fell apart this year. You know, the stuff with Mac Jones, it's in this ESPN article. Um, he kept putting, he kept playing Mac Jones this year out of, out of spite, you know, even though Mac Jones had clearly played his way out of the job. Um, the whole thing was just a mess. And so the owner definitely deserves a, a lot of credit for it. But, you know, it's like when I wrote last week with Belichick, it was time. I mean, it was a great 24-year run yeah. here, but it was time for him and the Patriots to divorce and go their own way. Wrapping up with the Ben Volan guys from uh, the Boston Globe, senior NFL writer, giving us some really great insight into what went down the last few years up in Boston with Belichick. So if he comes here, Ben, you already talked about maybe putting the staff together. If it does, in fact, happen, will he learn some new tricks? Will he pivot, or is it going to be the Patriot way south? I don't think he's going to learn too many new tricks. Uh, Belichick is who he is. You know, the Patriot way is, is really like it just means doing whatever they think is the best decision at that moment in time you know they, they they'll like there's no set patriot way it, all that stuff is, is kind of hooey and the the crafts love selling that <laughs> stuff but for, for belichick it's really just about what's the best decision at this point in time and uh you know the thing that i'll be interested to see assuming he gets this job um game day everyone says belichick still is amazing game day coach and, I, and he still is and he can still coach his team to wins. and he's an excellent defensive coach the, the defense will never be a problem with atlanta I'll be curious to see how he handles like fourth down and uh, some of these key decisions that are how coaches make their money. He was like the most conservative fourth down coach in the league this year. No one loved to punt on fourth and one from midfield more than Bill Belichick. Like whenever I, he must go, you know, break out in hives when he sees the, the chargers, the lions, you know, constantly going for it on fourth down. It's just, it's so against, you know, he loves playing for field position and relying on special teams. And it felt like uh, some of his philosophies did get a little outdated here towards the end. You know, he doesn't, he never really believed in investing in the quarterback and wide receiver position and say he's going after special teamers and, uh, you know, and, and continuing to invest on defense and neglecting the offense. So I'll be, I'll be curious to see if Belichick uh, kind of updates his ways a little bit in that sense, but you know, like I said, he's going to bring stability to that organization. He's going to bring championship pedigree. Everyone, He's going to have everyone's attention the minute he steps in there and gets his first team meeting. Um, I, I think for the, for a team like the Atlanta Falcons, you can't go wrong getting a guy like Bill Belichick. Ben, great stuff. 
continue to do great work. We enjoy reading your stuff. Senior NFL writer, Boston Globe, and great insight, guys. Appreciate you being stopping by. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, man, I think a lot of guys hitting us up on the text line while the interview was playing and saying, wow, I didn't know that or I didn't know this. And then a couple of guys saying, wow, I mean, the end was interesting about the conservative nature, you know, and, and not being into that sort of analytics side of things where everybody now, Carl, is even going for it on the wrong side of the 50. I just think there's a lot more to it than you bring him in and you acquiesce to whatever he wants. There's a story behind all of this, and right. you just – you see how it feels and how it plays. And so, I mean, I knew the Garoppolo thing that Brady wanted Garoppolo out. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you're hearing more about some of the things maybe you are, you may have read about, but a lot of Falcon fans going, wow, I did not know that. Good news, though, for Scotty Miller because Belichick will want a plucky white receiver, Carl. And that means <laughs> that old Scotty might get a little more touches than he got this year. Remember, every time he touched the football, it's a touchdown. He, yeah, that's true. <laughs> At least half the time. It's true. Hey, reminder, <laughs> as we talk about this, guys, nothing confirmed. Falcons no. are conducting other interviews. We're focused on this because this is where they've been. Right. Okay. And it just, to me, we just, we're going round and round our experience here in Atlanta and the organization. I just think Arthur Blank has earmarked Bill Belichick. And now it's just a matter, as you said, Carl, of how much is he asking for that they're not willing to, to concede. All right, guys, more to get to. When we come back, we are live at Gas South Arena. We're going to talk to uh, Jay Powell. He's a defenseman uh, here with the Gladiators. This guy's like seven feet on skates. You told me that. <laughs> I, I've not seen him, and you were like, look at this. We're going to talk to him right. for a few minutes. We're going to get back into the NFL playoffs and what else is going on. Falcons did conduct an interview today. We'll tell you who that was with coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 